0: Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknet. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. So one of the really positive things that's happened in the last year or so is the surge in popularity of ketogenic diets. And notice that I use the plural there, diets, so rather than saying the ketogenic diet, uh, because there is no such thing as a single ketogenic diet, uh, which is one of the really important points that I want you to get from the discussion today. Um, But on the whole, this is a really great thing because it means that more and more people are taking their health into their own hands, um, because by and large, this sort of thing isn't being recommended from people inside of the healthcare system, Um, and that they're realizing that nutritional therapies in general, and uh, nutritional ketosis in particular, can be an extremely powerful uh, tool for uh, better health. And of course, that's a, a lot of what the whole Migraine Miracle Plan is all about. So I love that more and more people are both taking ownership of their health and are exploring ways of optimizing their health outside of the traditional uh, medical clinic, um, which isn't very well suited for that sort of thing anyhow, because that's not what it, the problem that it was designed to solve. And as some of you may know, uh, we regularly host a 30-day keto challenge for folks in our Migraine Miracle community, which we refer to as the Keto Blast. Um, our next one is on June 2nd. And you can go to ketoformigraine.com, that's K-E-T-O-F-O-R, migraine.com, to learn more and to sign up. Um, And uh, as I said, we do these challenges regularly. So if you're listening past that June 2nd start date, um, you can still go to that site and you'll see when our next one is. And uh, you will be able to even register and get early bird pricing for people who sign up uh, before the, the week before it begins. So this episode, I wanted to kind of clarify uh, a few things about uh, a ketogenic diet and nutritional ketosis. Um, Like all things that rise in popularity really quickly, um, it can sometimes be difficult to get accurate information uh, to separate what's real from what's hype. This sort of thing happened with gluten and with the uh, gluten-free movement where suddenly in one day you went to the grocery store and all all these things were marked as gluten-free. And uh, people got the impression that this was part of some kind of health movement. But if you ask the average person what the whole gluten thing was about, um, they wouldn't be too sure what gluten was or why someone would want to avoid it. Uh, but sometimes people were still buying gluten-free products just because they thought, you know, it was good for their health. And um, companies started capitalizing on this and started marking everything they could as gluten-free. I even saw uh, uh, sparkling spring water marked as gluten-free. So um, all these foods that were naturally gluten-free were given this designation. And uh, uh, I'm sure that moved many products off the shelves uh, for people who really didn't understand what it was all about, but were kind of swept up in the movement and in some ways were kind of taken advantage of. Now the same thing is really starting to happen, it seems, with uh, nutritional ketosis. Um, It's really uh, surged in popularity lately, which, as I said, is really great on the one hand, uh, because it means that more people are recognizing its potential and that the word is spreading and people are getting results and and others are seeing that and uh, taking notice. Uh, But what I don't want to happen is for people to get Uh, taken advantage of, uh, because like I said, um, when you combine sort of something that's rapidly growing in popularity, uh, when the sort of the overall uh, education about it is low, it creates the kind of ripe uh, environment for people to get taken advantage of by uh, opportunistic folks. Um, And I especially don't want this to happen uh, to migraineurs who may have heard that not only is keto great for things like obesity and diabetes and epilepsy and potentially a whole host of other things like dementia and cancer, but that it's beneficial for migraines too. Uh, But not all keto diets are the same. Uh, You can have two versions of a ketogenic diet, both of which will stimulate ketosis, uh, but one version would be a terrible idea for a migraineur. And even worse, I've been finding recipes online now fairly regularly that say they're keto and they aren't at all. And um, I guess they're just capitalizing on the popularity and hoping people won't uh, notice So, anyways, um, the goal here is to is to help um, clarify this issue, make sure everybody uh, has sort of the a baseline level of education. And I did uh, in the past do an episode on the ketogenic diet for migraines, so um, you may want to give that a listen either now or after you finish this one. In this episode, I'm going to answer some frequently asked questions about a ketogenic diet. So, the first question would just be, what is a ketogenic diet? So a ketogenic diet is just a diet that's designed to promote the production of ketone bodies in the liver. Uh, And ketone bodies are also referred to as ketones. And those ketones can then be used for energy by the brain in place of glucose, uh, which is our primary goal with the ketogenic diet. So again, the main goal is to get the liver to make ketones so that the brain can then use it for energy in place of glucose or along with glucose, as uh, the brain of someone in ketosis is typically going to be using uh, both as energy substrates. The next question would be, why would you want to do that? Why would you want your brain to be running on ketones? Well, because it appears that some pretty fantastic things start to happen when the brain uses ketones for energy. Um, One thing we've known that happens is that ketones in the brain are really good at preventing seizures. So they've been proven to do a much better job of preventing seizures than even the strongest and best drugs we've ever invented for it. And though we're in the early stages of understanding its full potential for other conditions, a ketogenic diet is already showing great promise in other areas like obesity, diabetes, and even cancer treatment and prevention, uh, brain cancers in particular, as well as for neurodegenerative disorders, uh, things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, along with uh, inflammatory conditions and migraines. And given the many parallels between seizure and migraine, these benefits aren't that surprising. I've personally used a ketogenic diet um, with great success in the treatment of my own migraines, um, as have many others now. And uh, many people with long-standing chronic migraines have found a ketogenic diet succeeding where all of the other treatments had failed. Um, And in addition to those therapeutic benefits... People also commonly experience a significant boost in energy and mental clarity uh, on a ketogenic diet. So a lot of people just like the way they feel uh, when they're in ketosis. Um, It's also a really powerful tool uh, for weight loss, and it beats uh, calorie-restricted, low-fat diets head-to-head for weight loss. The next question then would be, how exactly do you stimulate the liver to produce ketones? So how do you get the body into nutritional ketosis? So there are several ways to stimulate the liver to produce ketones. Those ways include reducing dietary carbohydrates under a certain level, um, fasting, so most people are actually in mild ketosis in the morning after they've slept, and consuming what are known as medium-chain triglycerides, uh, and those are a particular kind of fat that are found in abundant amounts in coconut and in the oils that are derived from coconut. Another common question is, my doctor or my nurse or my nutritionist or pharmacist or mother-in-law or hairdresser or mailman said that ketosis was very dangerous. Is that true? So this is a very common response, uh, particularly those in the healthcare community. Uh, It does seem to be lessening as uh, keto has becoming more popular and more people are being educated on this. But like three or four years ago, um, this was extremely common. Now, for most in healthcare, um, the only keto anything they've ever heard of is this particular condition. So it's not surprising that that's where their mind will go. But ketoacidosis and ketosis are two entirely different things. So it's kind of like telling someone your doctor said you had a heartbeat and they interpreted it as you saying you had a heart attack. Um, so ketoacidosis is a condition that most commonly arises in people with type 1 diabetes who can't make insulin. And in certain situations, this can lead to the unregulated production of ketone bodies. And if you have a ton of ketones in the blood, it will cause the blood to become acidic, uh, which we refer to as acidosis. Nutritional ketosis, on the other hand, which is what we're talking about here, Uh, results from a ketogenic diet, and it occurs when the liver produces ketones in response to certain triggers, including, as we've mentioned, reducing dietary dietary carbohydrates, um, fasting, or consuming medium-chain triglycerides. And under normal conditions, in the absence of pathological states like like type 1 diabetes, the level of ketones in nutritional ketosis is nowhere near as high as it is in uh, diabetic ketoacidosis. So another question you might have is, this sounds a little too good to be true, Um, what's the catch? So for most folks, the main hurdle is getting the body into ketosis in the first place. Um, Once you start eating a ketogenic diet, especially if you're coming from a a traditional modern Western diet that's going to be high in carbohydrates, multiple changes uh, must occur inside the body to fully transition into ketosis. And that transition uh, can vary from person to person, but uh, may take five to seven days to occur fully. And the traditional symptoms, which are most commonly feelings of fatigue and fogginess, uh, which which happen because the body has yet to fully optimize its uh, enzymatic machinery for burning fat, um, those symptoms are typically most prominent around days two to four. Um, Some people have virtually no symptoms, uh, but some do. And whether or not you experience any of those symptoms, again, has a lot to do with your dietary habits before adopting a ketogenic diet. Most folks will know when their transition to fat-burning mode is complete or when they've kind of upregulated all that fat-burning machinery they need uh, to uh, be fully in ketosis, as the fatigue is generally replaced by a dramatic surge in both energy levels and uh, mental clarity. So people will sometimes report experiencing uh, levels of mental clarity uh, or the absence of uh, brain fogginess that they haven't experienced in a very long period of time. So the next question would be, is there anything you can do to make that transition period easier? And the answer is yes, there are definitely um, things that you can do. And at one of the uh, nice things about ketogenic diets becoming more popular and so many people now going through them is that there uh, are more and more things being discovered all the time that can kind of help to minimize uh, those transitional symptoms. And um, one of the reasons we created the Keto Challenge um, was to help provide people uh, with support through that initial phase. Now, getting the body into nutritional ketosis uh, requires a uh, high-fat, moderate protein, and low-carbohydrate uh, diet. So another question people might have is, uh, won't, that, won't all that fat uh, be bad for their cholesterol? So multiple studies have been done on the effects of both low-carbohydrate and uh, ketogenic diets on, on blood lipids or blood cholesterol. And to summarize, here's kind of generally what happens to blood lipids on a ketogenic diet and uh, how that would translate uh, to uh, the risk of vascular disease, uh, which is um, heart disease, stroke, peripheral vascular disease. The, thing, the reasons we care about uh, lipids and cholesterol in the first place is because of the concern that, that, uh, that it could be linked to vascular disease. So um, what we typically see with a ketogenic diet is an increase in serum HDL, which is labeled as the good cholesterol, even though I don't like that label. Um, and increases in serum HDL are are uh, known to be protective against vascular disease. Um, uh, Ketogenic and low-carb diets also are linked to a reduction in the number of LDL, uh, low-density lipoprotein particles. Again, that's also been known to protect against vascular disease. It's also uh, associated with an increase in the size of those LDL particles. Again, another phenomenon that's associated with protection against vascular disease. It's also usually associated with a significant reduction in serum triglycerides. Um, Serum triglycerides tend to track very well with the amount of carbohydrates in the diet. And lowering triglycerides, which is commonly seen with low-carb and ketogenic diets, is is, a associated with protection against vascular disease. We also typically see a reduction in the cholesterol to HDL ratio. Again, a a reduction in that ratio is also associated with protection against vascular disease. And we see a reduction in the amount of oxidized LDL, so LDL uh, particles that have uh, experienced oxidative damage from free radicals. And again, a reduction in the number of those is associated with protection against vascular disease. And and again, this all comes from the research that has been done on on this issue, and uh, the specific references are provided in the uh, show notes for this episode. A ketogenic diet has also been shown to reduce blood pressure and body weight, and those are two additional factors that are well-known to protect against vascular disease. Also, on the show notes page, you'll find some... uh, links to studies on other therapeutic uh, uses of the ketogenic diet. So um, studies on using uh, nutritional ketosis to improve exercise performance in uh, elite cyclists, uh, to suppress the growth of brain cancer cells, to suppress seizures, uh, to improve social behaviors in animals, uh, including models for autism, uh, to reduce the inflammatory response, Um, to reduce the proliferation of tumors, um, for weight loss, uh, for Alzheimer's disease uh, uh, and prevention, and for Parkinson's and ALS. So if you want to dig more into those uh, research areas and see what's going on, there are some links provided on the show notes as well. Your next question may be, should you adopt a ketogenic diet? Well, I don't know you personally or your health history, and so I can't make that decision for you. What I can do is try to provide you with the, the optimum uh, tools and resources for being successful, should you choose to do so. Um, and of course, if you have questions related to any specific health conditions, uh, it's best to check with your doctor about it. Uh, like I said, the good news is that uh, because uh, the ketogenic diet is becoming more popular, hopefully that will trickle down into uh, medical professionals. And lastly, uh, another question you might have, which is probably the most important question question of all, is are all ketogenic diets the same, Uh, or is there just one ketogenic diet? And the answer is no, they are not all the same, and this is a really important point. So as I mentioned earlier, a ketogenic diet simply means that you're eating in a way that stimulates the production of ketones or that that, uh, produces nutritional ketosis. So it's moderate protein, high fat, low carbohydrate. And there are essentially an infinite number of ways that you could eat to produce that result. Um, again, the only thing that's really relevant uh, for stimulating ketosis here is the macronutrient content and the ratio of macronutrients, which are proteins, carbohydrates, and fat. So that says nothing about whether or not uh, you're eating whole or processed food or the micronutrient composition of the foods or what antri- antinutrients are present and so on. And in fact, the original diets that were used in epilepsy clinics for um nutritional ketosis were pretty horrific food-wise um, with all manner of Franken foods, but they still got the job done. Um, but the point here is that you could create two versions of a ketogenic diet, uh, one of which would be perfectly fine for someone with migraines, and another that would be catastrophic. Um, And as you know, I'm a big fan of the promise and potential of using nutritional ketosis as a therapeutic tool for migraines. But the last thing I want is for migraines to go keto with a diet that doesn't take any consideration uh, for migraineurs and then to experience either, you know, no benefit or to get worse and then come to the erroneous conclusion that it was the ketosis um, that either didn't help or that made them worse. I personally cycle in and out of nutritional ketosis regularly, and I plan to do so indefinitely. I like the way I feel when I'm in ketosis. Um, there's enough research uh, out there about cancers and, neurod- and neurodegenerative illness that um, I think it's a reasonable thing to do to protect against those sorts of things. Um, and, of course, I like it from a migraine protection standpoint. But when I do do it, uh, I'm still guided by the fundamental migraine miracle template so that I'm getting all the benefits of of that template plus the benefits of ketosis on top of it. So I'm essentially eating my version of a ketogenic diet for the migraineur. And this was one of the reasons for creating uh, our 30-day keto challenge to begin with. It was to show folks how we do it um, as migraineurs. So the menus that were created for the keto blast is layered on top of the Migraine Miracle Plan. Um, The idea, again, being to provide all the benefits of the plan plus nutritional ketosis and all the materials that we've created along with it are created specifically with the migraineur in mind. And of course, it will still provide all of the other benefits that have been associated with ketosis, like weight loss, improved blood sugar, reduced inflammation, and so on. So again, if you've heard about a ketogenic diet and you're wanting to see what it's all about, um, just don't go grab any old keto recipe or keto plan. Um, You could, you know, create this for yourself, um, creating meal plans that adhere to the Migraine Miracle Framework and then modifying them to ensure that you get the uh, macronutrients right, or you can take part uh, in the um, 30-day keto challenge. Um, We also have uh, a keto menu that we send out every week as part of uh, Primal Provisions, which is our uh, weekly meal planning service. And uh, those menus are sent out to all of our uh, members of Migrant Everland, and our members also have access to our entire archive of menus, which now has almost a year's worth of weekly meal plans, including a keto version uh, to choose from. Okay, so that wraps up this uh, edition of the Frequently Asked Questions on the Ketogenic Diet. Again, if you've been thinking about dipping your toe into keto and uh, want to do it with a group of people, uh, check out KetoForMigraine.com to learn more about our next challenge. I should also mention that all of our challenges are available for free to our Migra Neverland members, uh, who also get access to things like the Beast Slayer Training Academy, our uh, full archive of uh, Primal Provisions recipes and meal plans, and every issue of the chatter that we've uh, published. Uh, and I think we just sent out issue number 77, so there's the full archive there, and more stuff. So again, you can learn more about it at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash end of migraine. So thanks so much for listen. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you like this podcast and you uh, want to help spread the word, it would be awesome if you left a rating uh, and review in iTunes. Um, it means a lot to me, and it really does help. All right, until next time, go slay the beast.